There's an old joke that says that after you die, your hair and fingernails continue to grow, but your sales taper off a little bit. All kidding aside, how can you protect your revenue if a death, disability, or retirement take you out of production? We'll find out on this episode of Shift Shapers. Change either paralyzes or energizes. The choice is yours. You're listening to the Shift Shapers podcast. You're about to learn firsthand from businesses and entrepreneurs who have successfully shaped the shifts in their industries. Get ready to become the change that you want to see. Here's your host and chief transformation strategist, David Saltzman. This episode of Shift Shapers is brought to you by Major League Mindset, dedicated to helping you play bigger. Do you want to become the authority in your market? Would you like to prospect less and sell more? How can you create those long-lasting relationships with clients who don't change advisors every year? We've been there and done that, and we can help you do that too. Click on our Major League Mindset logo on the ShiftShapersOnline.com website for more details about our next Pitching from the Stage program that will help you become the advisor you know you can be. On this episode of Shift Shapers, we're talking about a subject that ought to be near and dear to the hearts of everyone listening, especially those of you who are paid on a commission basis, but also those of you who are paid on fees or a combination of both. We're talking about protecting your commission and your business in case some unexpected event happens. I know we're all used to talking to clients about this stuff, but we're like the plumber whose sink is backed up, right? We don't, we don't often talk about it ourselves. And an old friend of mine, Craig Gusson, who's president at Retire with Renewals, has been studying this process and has become kind of an expert on it. And we asked Craig to come on and share some of his knowledge and some of the things he's learned with us. So with that, welcome, Craig. Thank you, David. Looking forward to speaking with you. We're all good. As I said, we're all good at asking clients to prepare for the unexpected, whether it's a buy, sell or disability income or whatever it is. Why are we so bad at doing it ourselves? That's interesting. I have no idea. And every time I do a talk like this, I find that 90% of the audience is not incorporated and has no idea that they should be and what they would lose. I mean, take away the tax advantage of it. You know, and that's the reason why I got incorporated years ago was purely because I paid all my quarterly taxes and the CPA said, you owe 13000 in self-employment tax. I said, what would I owe if I incorporated? He said, actually, you get a refund. So that got me to incorporate. But after the fact, I then realized that every insurance company is going to stop paying you the month you pass away or pay your family a lot less if you're not incorporated because you no longer are in the business. There's no licensed agent. If you're a Medicare agent and you're not certified, you're not going to get paid. And I found this out by an agent who passed away and I took over the practice. And when I went in to try and save it, I realize how big a problem this is, and most agents have no idea what happens if they pass away, even if they're incorporated and they don't have a licensed agent to help them. So let's talk a little bit about that, and let's let's kind of dig into some of the details. Okay. The first thing, obviously, is in the case of a premature death, right? So yes. what is it that folks need to be aware of? I mean, if you have a partner, right, you can do a buy-sell, and that kind of alleviates the problem, but if you're a sole practitioner... Or if you just own an agency, you don't have any partners, that doesn't alleviate the problem, does it? Yes, you're, you're right. So what I always recommend doing is to find somebody 
that you know, that you can work with, and that you have the comfortable relationship with, that could take over for you if you could not work anymore. And everybody thinks about, oh, if I die, I'm not going to die for many years. Well, that's true. But if you walk in a hospital, they don't pick on, or you go to a grave site, they don't pick on age, sex, whatever. So you need to think about, if tonight I don't, I don't make it home, who's going to continue my practice so that my family has money coming in? And that's one of the things we look at. And, you know, I have clients say to me, or not clients, but friends of mine say to me, you know, I have people in my office. My kid works for me. I said, is he licensed? No. I said, well, if he's not licensed, he can't run your business. Others would say, yeah, he's licensed. I said, can he, can he work with your clients? You know, he's good at the behind-the-scenes stuff. So you don't have a salesperson or you don't have someone licensed who can do it. You have a big problem because your business is going to be gone. And people say, you know what? Well, the insurance company said they're going to continue to pay me. And I go, that's great. But we had a Medicare agent in San Diego, and she passed away. And when we got involved, the family was getting $400 a month. Our first check was 4000 That gives you an idea of the difference between what the insurance company is going to pay the family, who's not licensed, and what we got. And that was mostly Medicare. If you don't have somebody in your practice and you don't have a relative, would you go to a friendly competitor, somebody that you, you respect the way they do business, they respect the way you do business, and create some kind of a, an agreement? And, and would that agreement have to be in writing? How would that all work? So the first thing is, if you're a health underwriters member, you go to meetings and you know other agents. I mean, I know a lot of agents in San Diego. So look at some agents that you know and have a conversation with them. Because again, it's a two-way street. They also in the same problem you're in. So what you do is you come up with, you both agree that, yeah, you have this problem and we need to fix it. So you come up with what is it that you both want? What happens at death, disability, retirement? So that both families are protected and both agents are protected. And then you get a written agreement. You got to get the attorneys involved and you got to get all the I's dotted and the T's crossed and everything done properly. What we have done and what we recommend is we do it very simple. We're going to give you half your commissions for the rest of your life, and we guarantee it for at least five years. We do that because we know it, at times, David, that an agent retires because there's a health issue and they don't make it more than a year or two. And that may be the same thing with two guys who know each other really well, but don't you know one of them has a major health issue. And then you work out how everything works. We design it in such a way that some agents will go and become a unofficial partnership and maybe they meet each other's clients just so that if it ever happens, you're not walking in cold like, oh, I'm taking over David and they go, well, who are you? So we always, yeah, we always require that we meet with the agents groups. Individuals, it's pretty much an email. And what we've done in the past is a lot of my clients will send an email to their uh, or the agents I work with send an email to other individuals and Medicare clients going, you know, I'm now working with Craig and he's helping me, you know, for situations. And this way they get to know my name. So it's not like, a, you know, a foreign person coming in. Is the process the same for disability or for retirement or does, are there different things to think about there? You know, it was really interesting. But we had a guy come to us and say, my wife is really ill. And she needs help. And I either have to hire somebody or I need somebody to run my practice. And his decision was to have us run his practice and he was going to take care of his wife. So 
That's one issue is because everybody thinks it's just me, but it isn't. What happened if it's your spouse? But if you become disabled, you can't run your practice. And if at this time of year at open enrollment and your clients can't reach you, they're going to find another agent, somebody who can take care of it. Because, you know, now it's Medicare open enrollment. My groups are, have open enrollment, my individuals. I need, you know, if I'm, the, if I'm the consumer, I need help. And if you're not there, well, I got to find somebody. And what's that new agent going to do? He's going to get a broker of record. He's going to take over your book, that client. And he or she is going to get paid commission instead of you. So that's why I like an agreement set up because we have no control over what happens today or tomorrow to us. But if you have something in place, you can do that. We also have something called a pre-retirement plan. I say, think of a prenup. And what we do is the whole plan's in place and nothing happens until there's a trigger point, death, disability, or retirement. And then it all goes into effect. A lot of agents say to me, you know, I don't need it now. I'm 40 years old. I go, that's great. But what happens if you don't make it to age 50? Wouldn't like something in place? And, you know, we use the example for anybody who sells life insurance. Imagine being on your deathbed. And I walk in and say, sign this piece of paper and I'll give you, you know, half million dollars of life insurance. Everybody would sign it. But that's what the, pre, the pre-retirement or the, what we call the prenup does. It says, we don't care about today, but if something happens to you 5, 10, 15, what, 20 years, fine. And if, it, and if you decide you want to rip it up, you can. So you need to look long term. We talk to our clients about that. You know, let's look at long-term planning. Let's look at long-term care insurance. Let's think about Medicare you're going to need when you turn 65 in the next year or two. Let's talk about life insurance to protect a family. We do that every day. But as you said in the very beginning of our conversation, we don't do it for ourselves. We do it for everybody else. And that's why it's so important to protect yourself, your family, and your clients. And now, a word from our sponsor. Let's get serious. Are you tired of watching those other advisors in your market snapping up the primo relationships and wondering what their secret is? Well, time to get your bubble burst. There is no secret. What do they know that you need to know? They know how to create engagement, relationships, and authority, and now you can too. Our Pitching from the Stage course has already helped advisors learn how to hone their messaging in a way that resonates with the clients they want, and we can help you do that too. Keith took the class and said, Thanks and kudos to David and Andy. They've been enormously helpful in steering me in the right direction and providing tips, guidelines, and ideas for public speaking. Carol said, I wanted to get myself more at ease with doing presentations, and this course was a great way to build my confidence. This is definitely a course you want to take. Well, now you can join Keith, Carol, and all the others who've gained the confidence, competence, and course of action they need to become the authority who can pitch to many prospects all at the same time. Our next four-week class begins on September 18th, and there's still room for a few more attendees. For more information, or to sign up, just click the Major League Mindset logo at shiftshapersonline.com. And now, back to our conversation. So one of the things that I'm sure comes into play frequently is because, you know, you and I are both DI nerds and we love disability income Mm -hmm. and we've done a lot of buy sell work. And one of the things that comes into play in this situation as well is how do you value the practice? Is is that just as simple as going to an accountant? I know on the DI side, the principal used to have great things that they, they made available to prospective clients to help value practice, but you still need to go through that with an accountant, don't you? Well, basically what I do is say, okay, 
David, what's your practice? And you're going to say, well, it's, I gross about 200000 a year in commissions. We say, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to give you half of it. And that's really how we do it. But if you're going to evaluate the business, because maybe, because there's three ways that you can sell your practice. You, three things you can do at retirement or disability or death. You can do nothing. And whatever your family gets, your family gets. You can set up a cash out, which means someone comes to you and says, okay, let's work out a deal. What do you want for your business? And then you got to evaluate the business. And yes, you're going to have to get somebody to come in and do it. And they're going to write you a check for X amount of dollars. And normally that number is one and a half times your gross commission. So if you're making 200000 your family's going to get a check or you're going to get a check for 300000 However, that is 300000 of taxable income. So what are you really getting? 60% of that? You know, because it's after tax. Whereas if you do the continuation of commission plan, you're going to get, in the same example, $100,000 for the rest of your life. So you need to decide. We've run into people who basically said, I want all the money up front and I want out. And that was not the perfect person for us. But in this case, she got that and she was happy with it. But in our case, you know, I explained to her that you're going to get, in this case, it was, it was $500,000. you are going to get 500000 today. Or over the next five to six years, you're going to actually probably end up getting close to a million. But she wanted the money today, and that was her decision. So it really depends on what you want. We always recommend doing a continuation of commissions type arrangement so that you have money coming in for the rest of your life. Because, you know, David, you and I have worked for many, many years in this business. And you don't want to walk away and get paid for a couple of years, and then someone else enjoys the fruits of your labor. So disability life insurance, it's a different animal and you have to do it a different way. But for the health insurance agent, normally those commissions are pretty level and the renewals are going to continue to come in as long as someone does a pretty good job of servicing it. So it's a little bit different the way you design it. And I think for most health insurance agents, what you want to do is look at your practice. And the first question I ask any agent when they approach me is, what is it that you want? Because it doesn't really make a difference what we have. It really depends on what are you trying to do. And we had one agent say, I still want to work. I just don't want to do any of the service work. We said, fine, we'll take it over for you. Another agent said, all I want to do is Medicare. I'm done with the rest of it. You take care of the group health insurance, long-term care insurance, anything like that. And I just want to do Medicare. We said, fine. And we set that up. And then he knew that he also had the pre-retirement set up too. So if he passed away retired, we would take over his Medicare at that time. So it really comes down to what is it that the agent wants to do. We had an agent who basically said, I'm going to work part-time. And every once in a while, come in the office and give us a, bunch, a, group, a new group. And we process it and we add it to his commissions that he's getting. So we always ask, what is it that you want? And I think once you as, as the agent figure out what is it that you want out of this relationship? Is it, are you retiring and moving out of the country? Well, we had an agent do that. Are you just work on a part-time basis? What is it that you want to do? And that's the biggest decision that most agents can't come up with. They all say, well, I really want to do when they go on and on. And, you know, sometimes I got to look at them and go, okay, so what are we talking about? And a lot of times we're like any other business owner. We want to retire, but we don't. And sometimes it takes a, a disability or a death in the family or something to get them to say, you know, life is short. Here's what I really want to do. And we have a couple agents right now that want to retire, 
but they can't get it in their head that they're really going to. And there's nothing I can do to help them. We can just be there for them and help them when they're ready. Sure. Sure. Well, I mean, it, it's a hard thing to wrap your head around if you've worked all those years. So let's, let's go back to this continuation of commission plan that you've referenced a couple of times. So the first step okay. is to incorporate and assign your commissions to your corporation, right? Correct. Then what is contained in a continuation of commission plan and how do you go about enacting it? So what we do is, like for us, we have an agreement already in place and anybody under, who listens to this or they want a copy of more than happy to get it for you. Basically, you want something set up saying, okay, what are the rules? You know, if you know sports, there's always rules to every, to every sport. So what is it that you want? And you design it for that outcome. So normally how it's set up is that we take over your book of business. We do a 50-50 commission split. And if your client decides they want to buy disability insurance, or they want to buy life insurance or long-term care insurance, we add that to your commission, total commissions. And we can do a co-broker. So a lot of agents just go, why don't we just split everything 50-50 and we do a co-broker? So each of us are getting paid directly by the insurance companies. One agent in particular, retired, moved out of the country, says, I don't want to have E&O insurance or anything. And then we just send him, we send him a check every month. Again, it comes down to what you want, but normally it's a commission split and we pay them. Some agents say, I'm going to pay you for five years. Our agreement is that we're going to pay you for the rest of your life. But we guarantee it for at least five years. And if you refer us a friend, hey, my friend needs Medicare insurance or they own a business, we just keep adding it to your book of business. And next year when renewals come up and your commissions go up, you continue to get the whole commission. I say that because there's some people out there that will only give you a a portion of that. So you want to have an agreement set up. What happens with future commissions? Do I get a piece of that also? Do I get you know, anything else you write, do I get a piece of that? So you want everything in place so you understand that if you get a referral from a client of mine, you know, I get a piece of that. If I if you write more business, I get a piece of that. Everything you can think of. And also Thanks. what what's the business that you do? You know, in my world it's health, life, disability, long term care. I don't deal in the P and C world. So those are the kind of decisions that you both have to make together and come up with what you want. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting because that way you don't have to completely walk away from clients. And that's something that we haven't touched on. Right. Most advisors work very diligently at creating good relationships and, and some become even friends with their clients. And so there's, if you don't plan, isn't there a risk to your clients as well that good old, you know, heaven only knows where they'll end up and how they'll be taken care of? Yeah. I mean, I look at, I look at dentist clients of mine and, you know, they retire and the new guy comes in and you go, am I staying or am I not? And, you know, you decide, do you like this guy or not? Well, it's easier if you plan ahead of time because if this dentist was working with him a couple of years, then you would end up getting comfortable with him and you probably wouldn't leave. Same thing with us. If you're planning on retiring in five years and you start this agreement with somebody and they start working with you and they start to meet the clients, maybe, you know, you have situations where you go out together and they get comfortable with you. David, then what ends up happening is it isn't a big deal when I'm retiring because they have met David and they've talked to David and worked with him. So it's a, it's a very easy flow to move over versus the first case I ever got involved with. The agent literally already passed away a week before. And I came in and people said, well, I met this guy last week. I can't believe this happened. And then I had to sell myself. And I think we ended up with one of his groups. 
because everybody else was gone the moment they heard that he was no longer around. Sure. So you've got to look at the big picture. And, you know, that's why, you know, our whole program is, you know, protect your commissions and your, you know, in your business. So it's not an easy process. We spent a year putting this company together with my partner and I going back and forth on what we each wanted out of retiring. And that was one of the things, that was the hardest thing to do is come up with what is it that I really want? And one day I'd want some one thing, the next day I go, well, you know, you know, I really want this instead or whatever. So when people say, what does everybody do? There is no average situation. It depends on what you're looking for. Maybe your spouse is in the business and he or she is going to do the Medicare, for example, and they want us to take care of the rest of it. That's fine. So you come up with an agreement and figure out what it is that you both want. So we have about a minute left. Uh, okay. Quick question. Where do you see the future of this? I mean, I know this is not a subject that's widely discussed. When you and I go to meetings, we meet each other three, four times a year. It's not something that folks in our business discuss. It, as people are starting to age a little bit more, do you think this is going to become a more common conversation? It is. And I'm starting to see more and more people look at this and say, hey, this is a great thing. You know, I wish I could come back as a 30-year-old agent because I would, you know, with my knowledge, and then because I have all the, what's the average age, 59, 60? Yeah. All these agents are going to retire pretty soon, and what are they going to do? Most have not planned. You know, I, for 20 years, I've been planning to do this, and I found somebody 15 years ago. She's my partner. She's 40, and that's my retirement. You know, I'm already set up for that. Her sister works for us. She's in her late 20s. Um, been with me for five years. She is our retirement plan after that. So I think agents have to really, I hate to say wake up, but they got to think about this and say, okay, even if you're incorporated, who's going to take over? And if there is no licensed agent, you're not going to get paid. So think about that. Think about what you want and spend some time. Talk to your family. Talk to other people you work with and find somebody that you're comfortable with working with so that this transition is in place and also that your team knows it. We walked into an agent and his, his daughter who worked for him had no idea he was thinking of selling the practice. It was not a good conversation. I'll bet it wasn't. So I think a lot of it comes down to you, you talk to your staff, you talk to the person, you get everybody working together. And by doing that, it works out best for everybody in the long run. I think that's a great place to leave our conversation for today. Craig Gusson, old friend and president at Retire with Renewals. Thanks for sharing your expertise with the Shift Shapers audience. David, more than happy to. I'm always here for you and now. The Shift Shapers podcast is a production of Shift Shapers Strategies and may not be reproduced or quoted in whole or in part without our express written permission. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved. Thank you.